Legends Radio with your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. Hey, welcome back to League of Legends Radio. I'm your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. This week, we're going to be talking about a certain, I don't want to say certain class of champions, but champions that fall under a specific category and how Riot tends to deal with them, what my stance on their policy for dealing with them is, and what solutions there might be to fixing these, I'm going to say, problematic champions. So I guess that was way more cryptic than I uh, intended for it to be. Sounds like some top-secret stuff that I'm going to be talking about, but... um, Let's get it on. I promise I'll probably, like, there's a a 70, a 60% chance that I'll never do that again. Okay, 50% chance that I'll never do that again. Okay, it might happen again, but I'll try to make it more bearable if I ever say, let's get it on again in that particular voice. I think I have the most Bronze 5 intro of any League of Legends podcast, like... (laughs) <laughs> it's it's do you guys like these intros do you like the the intros where I just keep talking about things and nobody knows what I'm talking about and it's just very confusing for you the listener do you guys like that is it is it endearing I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it's endearing unless someone tells me otherwise on Twitter so you guys like it I knew it thanks for the feedback Uh intros. My kryptonite. Alright, let's actually start this episode. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay, so the question of this episode is how long is it acceptable for champions to remain in the dumpster? And is that amount different for different champions? So, what made me think about this is the recent changes to the Jarvin as... Dunky calls him, called him, rip. But the recent Jarvan changes where I feel like Jarvan wasn't in a terrible spot, but he wasn't in a good spot, and so Riot buffed him pretty significantly, and he's really good now, especially AD Jarvan does a crap load of damage. But with this change, it kind of got me to thinking about about the way that Riot chooses to nerf and buff champions. So the common belief is... If a champion is weak, you buff them, then that's it. But, of course, there's a lot more depth. There's a bigger layer of depth to that than just that simple rule. So, thinking about that has brought me back to thinking about some other champions. So, let's... One of my favorite junglers, probably my fourth favorite jungler of all time, or maybe... Actually, my third, probably, favorite jungler of all time. No? No, he's honestly my second favorite jungler behind Master Yi is Kha'Zix. So... Kha'Zix is, to put it lightly, trash right now. (laughs) He's just awful. He's honestly, in my opinion, one of the worst champions in the game right now. I don't want people to link me. That guy Diamond won Kha'Zix. But anyways, honestly, Kha'Zix is really bad right now. So he has been one of those champions that every time Riot kicks him, 
he just comes back up in a new way, stronger than before. And, I mean, this goes back to season three, the rise of the, um, what was it? The W, Evolve W, and then just immediately blow everyone up with it. Uh, some of the veteran players will remember that because it was really obnoxious and broken. And that was, I think, the Alex Each pentakill that's really famous where he just jumps onto everyone with Kha'Zix in the matter of like two seconds and gets a pentakill. But there was that Kha'Zix. That was one of the earlier strong versions of Kha'Zix. Then there was the just walk around and one-shot everyone with Q Kha'Zix. And then that got nerfed. And so there became the Randuin's first item Kha'Zix that became really popular where he would just build a ton of tank and get the damage reduction from his ultimate and be really, really like a formidable tank or at least, you know, more bruiser type champion, kind of jump onto the back line, sit there, disrupt the carries, and then, you know, that's his role. And then damage Kha'Zix was strong for another while. Night Blue played a ton of Kha'Zix in early season five, and then he got nerfed again. And now he's just kind of been in the gutter for the better part of like eight eight months or so, I want to say. That number might not be exactly accurate, but Kha'Zix is just really not good right now. He doesn't do anything well. He, The only decent part of his game is the mid-game if you're doing pretty well. That's the only time that he's any good at all. So seeing one of my favorite champions be treated like this has made me sad, but... Again, I was thinking, why is Kha'Zix so bad right now? Why does Riot allow him to exist in this state? Because even though Riot's balance team is questionable at times, that's my new word, questionable, for uh, when I don't want to say something worse than questionable, <laughs> but uh, even though they make some interesting decisions, I don't think they're completely oblivious to how bad Kha'Zix is right now. Uh, it's pretty obvious by his win rate and pick rate that he's not good. But he's a, such a hard champion to keep and maintain at a balanced state when he's strong, as demonstrated by the many multitude of ways that he's come into the meta, that it just makes me wonder whether, rather than try and keep him balanced, whether Riot would just prefer to keep him weak. So that, yeah, it's a little bit less fun for Kha'Zix players like me, but they don't have to keep beating themselves over the head trying to figure out how to balance this problem champion. So I've just been thinking about that. J4, the J4 buff. So he got buffed when I don't really think that he needed it, but and now he's, I'd say, a good pick again. Uh, they haven't made him super OP or anything, but I'd say he's definitely a really strong top laner right now. So I guess that it's because J4 has a more linear kit than Kha'Zix so you know Kha'Zix his whole gimmick was supposed to be you can pick any evolution point and you can change your playstyle based off of it but that's not really what happens it's just copy whatever the pros and the streamers do and evolve that but sometimes there's some leeway with whether you level up Q or E first Ooh. that being said he has so many different ways of being strong and he's been strong in so many different ways that it makes him a lot different than J4. So with J4, you've pretty much got Bruiser, AD, full tank, and it's very obvious what they do. So full tank, you want to eat a lot of damage, try and mess with their back line, hopefully get a good ultimate off on the carries, and that's about it. Bruiser, pretty much the same thing, but more focused on actually killing the carries than just locking them up. And then there's AD, which is just basically an assassin Jarvan. So... 
those are all pretty simple. And if one of them is outlying, say that AD Jarvin is just ridiculously stupid, you lower the AD ratio on his Q and you lower the base damage on his Q or you lower the base damage and AD ratio on his ult. It's very simple what you have to do to keep Jarvin in line because he's a pretty simple champion. Not the same case with Kha'Zix. So that's why Evelyn, <laughs> just to come out of left field with another example, but that's why Evelyn has, in her history, been one of the, if not the most difficult and most polarizing champion in the game. Because her stealth mechanic is just insanely hard to work around. Uh, I don't actually know how good Evelyn is right now because I don't see her ever, which maybe that's an indicator of how good Evelyn is right now. But uh, I haven't seen her in any pro games. That doesn't mean she hasn't been played in any pro games, and I haven't seen her much in solo queue. So I'm going to assume that she's not very good right now. Again, I'm thinking that she's been Kha'Zix. That, it's just she's such a hard champion to keep balanced. Again, because of her multitude of playstyles. Sometimes it would be you know, AD Evelyn. Sometimes it would be full AP burst Evelyn. Sometimes it would be tank Evelyn. It's just... The ways that she does her damage are so versatile and different different, different than each other that it makes balancing her hard. She's either strong or she's garbage. It's very rare for Evelyn to be a decent pickup. Same thing with Kha'Zix. It's rare for Kha'Zix to be an okay champion to play. He's either bad or he's good, it feels like. I guess I could give a brief history on Evelyn, by the way. She used to be one of the worst champions in the game. She got a rework immediately hit one of the highest win rates that we've ever seen. So, yeah, it just... There were actually people in, like, Season 1 and Priests before Season 1 that would get... I think they got banned for playing Evelyn. Like, they were actual Evelyn players, but she was considered to be so bad by everyone that they would literally get reported purely for picking Evelyn. And some even got banned for that. But, um... And then, ever since then, she's just always been a competitive pick or been on no one's radar. It's just, she's so, it's always the way that she's been. So she's, again, got another difficult kit. And most people think that she just needs another rework to be balanceable because her perma-stealth mechanic is oppressive, to say the least, and very difficult to deal with. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where Evelyn's at. But moving on, the next question to ask, because it's pretty clear that Riot just keeps these problem champions on in a pretty weak spot so that you don't have to deal with them and that's one less headache to deal with. But the next question is, is that acceptable for Riot to nerf and buff like this or do we have to hold them accountable for every single champion in the game? Kha'Zix players are probably feeling the pain right now. Maybe he's not as bad as I made him out to be, but he's definitely bad. <laughs> he's not... I'm not even going to say he's definitely not good. He's definitely a weak champion right now. There's so many better assassins that you could play than Kha'Zix that would just get you such better results. Kha'Zix is just awful right now. The next thing to ask is, is it okay to keep some champions strong and some champions weak? Like, is that acceptable game balancing? And honestly, for me, I think the answer is yes, it is okay. Because I would rather the game be more balanced for... 90% of the champions and then 10% are the outliers then for the game all the game's resources to be focused on five or six problem champions trying to get them in a balanced place when it's pretty clear that it's going to take some sort of miracle for that to happen 
Plus, then the meta shifts to favoring, you know, assassins over tanks or to favoring bruisers, and then their placement in that shifts again. So even if they don't receive any numerical buffs, even if their itemization isn't changed at all, they could still be stronger or weaker because other things are being buffed or nerfed. So I don't think that diverting too many resources to try and buff these champions would really be a good use of Riot's time. Let's just uh, nerf Nautilus first, and let's make Malphite less stupid, <laughs> and let's just get some of these other champions that are a bit simpler back down to the level that they should be at. Like, Nautilus should be a pretty easy one for Riot to fix. They don't even have to make him super weak. They just have to make him less oppressive in the top lane. Same thing with Poppy. Those champions are pretty... Like I said, they have pretty linear kits with pretty clear damage sources and pretty clear defensive steroids. It's not hard to buff or nerf them or to balance them the way that it is to balance a champion like Kha'Zix or Evelyn. And then... I guess the final thing to ask would be, are some champions' kits just too problematic to be fixed? So when we think of rework, the best example that I like to use is Scion. So Scion's old kit before would be, you would either build tank, you'd build AD, or you'd build AP. And the AD build was kind of hilarious because your ult used to be a huge, um, I think it was an attack speed and... A lifesteal steroid. It was definitely a lifesteal steroid, so that much I know, but you would just basically build crit and lifesteal and just heal f so much health, like 500 health per hit or something ridiculous like that. That was also when Bloodthirster could be stacked, and that was a thing. <laughs> um, but that was one uh, thing that you could do. You could also build Tank Scion, which would, honestly was awful. <laughs> you would just be kind of a stun bot, and then get scaling health with your old ability and you wouldn't really do much of anything but I mean you're tanky I guess so that's helpful but and then the third one would be AP Scion which was actually a burst mage Scion build which was the one that Riot for some reason always recommended I thought that was really funny how they recommended AP Scion as because it doesn't fit his character type at all and yet it was what they would recommend you to build on him anyways these guys are learning like all the history from veteran player from season two upon sea line. But uh anyways, um his kit was so everywhere on the map or not the summoner drift map, every you know what I mean, scattered. He he had no focus, his champion had no cohesion, because no matter how you built him, pretty much two of his abilities were gonna be useless, and that's bad, so Riot just eventually gave up on balancing this piece of garbage and just decided to rework him. Now, to be fair, he's one of the first champions released, and it's understandable that his kit makes no sense, but or made no sense, but he, Riot just made an executive decision. There were a couple Scion players out there that were very upset with his rework because they like to abuse AP Scion, and they like to play you know, AD Lifesteal Scion, and then those builds were no longer viable afterwards. But for the majority of players, New Scion was actually more fun to interact with, more accessible to them for them to play. He actually had a place in the meta for a while, and he was just an overall better champion. So 
the Scion rework was, in the eyes of 99% of people, a good thing. Only the nostalgia nerds think that old Scion was better and the two Scion mains. That was an example of an unfixable champion. No amount of number tweaks would fix the old Scion. I'm not saying that Evelyn or Kha'Zix are in the same place as Scion, and most people don't think that Kha'Zix needs a rework, myself included. For some champions like Evelyn, and of course Tarek's getting a rework, uh, Poppy recently got her rework because Poppy's another great example of an unbalanceable champion because she would either be useless, 100% useless, or she would just 1v5 people, and there'd be... It's not like Nidalee where there's nothing you can do about it, there was literally nothing they could do about it because you couldn't damage her and you couldn't CC her. <laughs> when those options are taken away from you, there's you're done. Like that's it. You don't win that ever. No matter how well you play, you don't win that. And she would just run at you with her tiny little legs going at 550 movement speed constantly, and just ram you into a wall and two shot you. There's nothing you can do about that because you can't CC her and you can't damage her. That kit was broken. Not even broken OP, just broken beyond the point of being fixable. So, yes, Poppy needed a rework. I like I do like how in the Poppy rework, though, they changed her ultimate from the biggest middle finger in the game into still the biggest middle finger in the game. Like, regardless, you don't get to play League of Legends when you get Poppy ulted. It's pretty great. But um, So the Poppy rework and the Cyan rework were both examples of champions who were not able to be fixed by number adjustments or itemization adjustments or meta shifts. They just couldn't be fixed, and so Riot got rid of them. I think Evelyn might be in that boat, but that's not really my point to make or my choice to make, and I'm no expert on Evelyn. So I do think that there are cases where champions are unfixable, and I think that Riot would be smart to rework those champions and maybe not necessarily put those reworks ahead of other scheduled reworks like Tarek, soon TM, you know, all those old champions. Warwick, I think, was slated for a rework. All those other champions that have more of super outdated kits like Poppy and Scion who got the reworks, more outdated kits than necessarily difficult to balance. So I do think that they should... They should be considered for reworks, though. That's something that I do think would be a good idea for some of these unbalanceable champions, or seemingly unbalanceable champions, I should say, such as Kha'Zix, Evelyn, etc., is to keep them to keep them fresh, keep them relevant, keep them fun, keep them funky, keep them... Yeah, let's go to the outro. <laughs> That's it for another episode of League of Legends Radio. I'm your host, Ponder Sea Lion, and I just did my intro, kind of. Anyways, thanks you guys. Thanks you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for downloading. We've done almost 40 episodes of League of Legends Radio. Can you guys believe that? That's like almost half of 100. Uh, it's an amount, but <laughs> thank you guys for your continued support. Don't forget to you know, follow me on the various things that you can follow me at Twitter. You can email me. I made a League of Legends radio club in League because you can make clubs now. So I have a club for League of Legends radio. So it's it's pretty it's pretty tight. Uh, 
I'm I'm loath to you the I'm loath to you. <laughs> I'm loath to use the word awesome to describe the club, but I mean if the shoe fits, if the uh adjective fits the noun, if the outro is as bad as the intro, uh anyways. So yeah, you guys can if you add me on Lee, I'll put you in that. There's all sorts of insightful discussion, like me trying to figure out how you can make a club tag and all that good stuff. But I figured it out, and it's LOL Ra, because LOL R was taken, radio was taken. I guess I could have done maybe radio with a 4 and a 1 and a 0. That might have worked, but that would have like hurt my eyes if I actually had that. So it's LOL RA, League of Legends Radio. So come join my club. Um... And it'll be lots of fun. Thank you guys for downloading. And I'm going to catch you on the flippity flop. This has been League of Legends Radio.